Peter Williams from One O'Clock on RCR, Reality Check Radio. This is Reality Check Radio. It's a Friday afternoon. My guest now, Mark Webster, Christchurch pharmacist, the man who markets himself as the stay well man. Well, we all like to stay well, Mark. Uh, I take it you're a, you're a slightly different kind of pharmacist, even though you have a Bachelor of Pharmacy and you're a member of the Pharmaceutical Society. Uh, you do a bit more than, shall we say, dealing in drugs. Great to have you with us here on RCR, by the way. Thank you, Peter, um, and good afternoon, everyone. Yes, um, I've, I've probably, most of my colleagues, and in fact, many of my friends would probably describe me as different. And uh, as well as the, the pharmacy degree, I've also got a master's in integrative medicine, which I obtained through George Washington University back, uh, finished that in 2019. And that was a combination of understanding that until you've got a degree, you don't know anything. So <laughs> I've been practicing um, integrative medicine or functional medicine for probably 20 years. And the clinic that I run, which is the Stay Well Clinic, we look at sleep hygiene, stress and relaxation therapies, movement and exercise routines, and diet and nutrition. And together with my pharmacy experience, I'm able to navigate areas that are not commonly explored by most practitioners, particularly because I've got a wide appreciation of natural treatments as well as pharmaceutical ins and outs. So it gives me sort of a foot in each camp. All right. Would it be fair to say, Mark, that in the last three years since the arrival of COVID in this country and what, I, what I've picked up to be an ever-decreasing trust in what you might call traditional medicine, allopathic medicine, do you believe that more and more people are thinking outside the square, thinking more laterally about their health and wellness than was the case in early 2020 when COVID arrived? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've certainly noticed um, larger numbers of people um, expressing dissatisfaction with the medical system, um, asking could they find a, a GP that's got a broader understanding of, of other things other than, as you say, the allopathic model. Um, I think, too, it's been admitted even in the mainstream media that the New Zealand population, and I dare say it, it uh, translates to other countries, that the populations are many, many more times sicker than they were prior to COVID. Um, and of course, we can argue about all the rhymes and reasons as to why that might be. And of course, health is a, is a jigsaw. It's, it's never two or three pieces. It's often multifactorial. But absolutely, um, the public at large are becoming more concerned with why do they keep getting sick? Um, they don't usually get sick this often or they're getting infection after infection after infection or a series of health conditions that come one after the other. And that's become quite, um, quite concerning for them and for their practitioners and often frustrating. So when that happens, of course, you... You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And so um, often uh, good people are reaching out to alternatives. But as you mentioned, the trust factor is imperative. And um, that's that's been difficult to navigate for many. 
All right. Well, the reason I've got you on here this afternoon, Mark, is to talk about a trend that you've seen emerging in medicine, particularly amongst general practitioners, people that you deal with on a daily basis because obviously you fill their prescriptions. Uh, but you're yes. finding that more and more GPs are, for want of a better word, being bullied by their regulator, by the New Zealand Medical Council. So let's just explore what's gone on here, Mark. Firstly, how did you become aware of this trend and how widespread do you think it is? So I, I became aware through conversations um, of some really what appeared to be minor issues that, uh, in my mind, could have been easily cleared up with a simple phone call. But instead, this plethora, <clears throat> excuse me, of um, investigative techniques was raining down on what I considered excellent general practitioners. And the um, explorative tools that were being used didn't seem to have any oversight. And to my uh, perception, appeared to be really overhanded. Um, so I began to look into this a little bit more. Mark, could you, um, could, could you just ex explain what these GPs were supposed to have done, which upset the authorities, upset the, the medical council so much? So it could have been something as simple as um, a misunderstanding from a government department official. Um, you know, a, a, a use of a term in one sense um, was misunderstood by, now not necessarily even a patient. So this, this could have been um, that a communication wasn't sent to, uh, from one medical practitioner to another. And instead of uh, picking up the phone and saying, you know, can you tell me a bit about this, then uh, a complaint was laid. Um, it could have been that um, a statement may have been made in public. And, um, I mean, goodness me, the last three years, of course, the, the uh, tribal communications that have been going on where you had to put your foot in one camp and heaven help you if it was the wrong one. Um, I guess, Peter, I'm, I'm a little bit ginger about... Uh, giving exact examples because the the crux of the matter is that we've got large numbers of or growing numbers of GPs and, and really I'd like to find out just how big this is that are frightened about uh, continuous and increasing levels of pressure that would be placed on them. So even if I try to anonymously discuss uh, particular examples, that in itself could identify um, the medical practitioner, and in doing so, um, all hell may rain down upon them. So I'm, I'm I, I realise that I'm being a little bit generic and perhaps not um, too much to the point. But in doing so, I'm really trying hard to protect sure, the sure. anonymity uh, of, of I, my fellows. I can understand that, but you're saying that there is, in your mind, and in your conversations, a trend emerging whereby general practitioners 
who may think differently about medical procedures, and let's cut to the chase here, I suppose that the COVID vaccination is, is front and centre of all this. Some, some medical practitioners, general practitioners, because they have different attitudes which may have been expressed one way or another, either to a patient or to somebody else in the health industry, they are, they are finding the wrath of the regulator coming down upon them. Is that a fair summary? Well, you know, I thought uh, that the, the whole COVID, do you approve, do you disapprove thing might be central. And, and certainly some medical practitioners have experienced um, the, the wrath of the medical council over that. But it's, it appears also that it's far more wide-reaching than that. And in fact, um, a number of general practitioners have, have um, said that no, that they, you know, they did their level best to do whatever they needed to do to, to paint within the lines. But um, what does appear to have uh, been quite common is that they might practice slightly outside the, the general scope. So they might look at nutrition. Interestingly enough, I've seen a document from the Medical Council where they request the practitioner to advise them of areas that they practice outside general scope of medicine, e.g. nutrition. Now, that, that made me chortle and also feel a little bit concerned um, because over the years I've had um, a few GPs uh, have input on what they thought of my discussion with one of their patients on nutrition. It appears now that according to the medical council, doctors have no business dealing in nutrition because the medical council consider it outside. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I would, I'm, I'm I, staggered by this, Mark. I'm a, I'm a lay person. I obviously have no medical qualifications, scientific qualifications, but even I know as somebody who lives on this planet, that you are what you eat. <laughs> and nutrition, sure. surely, is the heart and soul of, of one's health, isn't it? That has always, it's always been. <laughs> so what the heck is, is yes, the Medical the Council doing? Well, the difficulty there is, that, of course, um, if you explore that the whole nutritional thing, the, the food pyramid that was first produced by Louise Light in 1979-1980 is not the food pyramid that your dietitian or nutritionist talks about. Um, and we're, we're also informed by the advertisers of the food industry as to supposedly what's healthy. And we're told one thing is healthy, and then we're told that it's terrible. And you know, the, the, the poor members of the public have no idea about um, what the latest trend, is there any truth to it? But the, the, um, the, the weapons or the investigative techniques that the Medical Council seem to be using together with the fact that the, uh, the lineup within the medical population, it's supposed to be a lineup of your peers, and then they have three uh, lay people who are supposed to give some form of balance. Um, I understand that the three lay people are all lawyers, um, which I would hardly think is representative of the, of the lay population. Um, so it, it's become quite worrying because I've seen excellent practitioners 
I'm not talking about practitioners that are sleeping with their patients or are, are, are being inappropriate within their consultations. I'm talking about practitioners who uh, have had frivolous or, in fact, um, just plain wrong, just, just either by mistake or, um, in fact, I'd have to say mistake because I don't have any evidence that it's been done um, from a, uh, an evil place. But, um, you know, that these, these complaints, they're all being dealt with the same blunt tools and they're turning excellent practitioners into individuals who don't want to practice medicine anymore. And we've already got um, a, a lack of practitioners to deal with the growing sick population. My understanding is we have more doctors per capita than we ever had, but now we've just got so many more sick people. And many of my patients are frustrated. It's going to take you know up to a week to see their doctor. And my comment might be, well, you're either dead or better by then. So um, I understand that you know, the public need to be protected from individuals who are practicing in, in what you and I would look at as a you know, completely wrong way, but there needs to be some oversight. And what I discovered with this organization is there is no oversight. The ombudsman is impotent in this case, and I'm informed that the only way that you can take any action against wrongdoing from medical counsel is to take them to the high court. And uh, who's got the money to do that? All the time, um, all the time, all the patients. All the time. And also the medical council have got th three lawyers, so you can be quite sure that uh, you're swimming an uphill battle. So no individual was going to be able to successfully do this, sure if there's a group. Um, but again, if you're medical practitioners uh, and you take this action, then that was going to potentially blow back up in your face. So as a member of the public, um, I've approached an organisation that has another big stick, and that, of course, is uh, WorkSafe New Zealand. So I got in touch with them after becoming aware of what was going on and uh, had a few discussions with them. The trouble for, for WorkSafe New Zealand is there is no legislation that allows them to operate outside the employer-employee um, demographic. And, uh, of course, we're not talking about an employer-employee situation here. We're talking about a, an, a, an organization that's supposed to be protecting the public, but by its very actions, in some cases, appears to be endangering the public. Now, to WorkSafe's credit, uh, whilst they admitted that this was outside their scope, they felt that if the the numbers were significant, that they would be prepared to at least write a communication, perhaps to the Ministry of Health, to perhaps the Medical Council, to both, but that they needed an idea of the scope. And so I reached out sort of in, in general terms, and I've got 20 doctors so far that have all claimed to have been bullied by the Medical Council, some of which actually it was so bad they've quit. They're no longer doctors. Um, but so, I believe so how long this, has this been this going is, on for, Mark? What, what's the time period here? Is it is it since um, the introduction yes. of COVID into this country? No, there's the, this is this has been getting progressively worse. I think is probably the the, the situation. Um, but I've I've had practitioners who have said that they they experienced this form of treatment years ago, well before 2019. Um, but it just appears to be getting worse and. I want to find out just how much worse. 
And uh, so one of one of my desires was to cast the net wide, um, because I'm only here in Christchurch, and uh, and I only have a you know. But New Zealand has a very um, connected community, and you know we used to say that you know you, you've only got two points of reference, uh, and suddenly you know you've got a friend who knows a friend who knows um, somebody in in, a, in an organisation, and so by Speaking with good people like yourself with RCR, I hope that um, the community at large can reach out and perhaps suggest to or ask the question of GPs that they know, or maybe there's medical practitioners listening to this this broadcast that uh, feel comfortable in saying, well, look, I'd like to stick my hand up and say, yes, I've been bullied or I am being bullied by the medical council. Um, and so we can get a real idea of just how big this is. What about in your professional society, uh, Mark? I said you're MPS, you're a member of the Pharmaceutical Society. You obviously have a council that oversees your work and your industry. Uh, is the same sort of thing happening with the Pharmaceutical Council? Well, that's not been my experience. Um, well, yes, that's the, good, the isn't pharmacy it? Council. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and I have a good relationship with the Pharmacy Council. I, I know many of the members by name. I communicate with them. Um, I'm, I've been politically active within my industry for a while. And um, on the whole, uh, it's been my experience that, that it doesn't seem to be the same um, treatment. We're not dealing with the same monster at all. So, um, and also, of course, I, I felt that as a, as a member of the public, because yes, I'm a pharmacist, yes, I'm an integrative health practitioner, but I'm not a doctor. So the medical council, I have no jurisdiction over an individual. And so I felt strongly to champion this um, because I'm seeing good people having their good practice interfered with or destroyed. And that's quite heartbreaking. Yeah, so you say you've, you know of about 20 doctors at the moment. Uh, do you yes, actually, I've got 20, 20 names so far. Yeah, do you actually believe it's way more widespread than that? I do. I do. I'm, I'm, I think we may be quite surprised as to how widespread it is. Yeah, but, so so how, know, many, how many that, GPs that, are there in New Zealand? About 10,000, aren't there? Or is it more than that? Something like that. I'm I'm not sure. I know there's about four thousand pharmacists, so probably ten thousand GPs is a reasonable number. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about a small amount, we think, but then who would know? But but uh, I just find it extraordinary that there seems to be you call it bullying. Is it is it more nitpicking than than bullying? Do you think, Mark? Well. The trouble is that the tools that they use um, can be can be they're quite invasive. So you've you've got the basic one. Uh, I think it's called a PCI, where uh, you'll get a, a colleague, an approved colleague, to review your notes and and go through bits and pieces and and check out if there's any discrepancies in terms of the um, standard modus operandi. Uh, the the next step up from that. I think they call it a PCA, and that's where you can have. <laughs> can you tell me what these things mean? <laughs> these acronyms mean? Um, oh, I know a, a practice assessment committee, and um, this involves having three individuals 
um, to maybe medical practitioners, and then they have to have a layperson in there as well. But you know, I'm un- unaware of 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 all. I, I believe there's there's you know that it can be retired police officers or all, all sorts of of individuals, and um, these three individuals are supposed to be sitting in your consult room with you and your patient with a clipboard um, taking notes about how you're to interact with this individual. Now, I have to say, if I was a patient of a doctor, uh, I wouldn't want three extra people sitting in there. Um, and so, And can you imagine also the audacity um, where this is, I mean, I can understand if, if, for instance, they're um, they're being inappropriate with patients, um, but we, we're talk, we're talking here of, of a wide range of of things that, for the most part, appear to be quite basic, um, and so they they, they step that up. Um, there's there's another thing called an HPDT, which is a health practitioner's disciplinary tribunal. Now. That sounds to me a bit like sort of a Supreme Court kind of situation. Well, I've heard of that um, because and, uh, your Canterbury uh, colleague, or not necessarily colleague, but a fellow Cantabrian, Samantha Bailey, has been in front of that. Well, she hasn't been in front of it. Her name and her persona has been in front of an HPDT lately, hasn't it? Right, okay, right, okay. So, and, and that, of course, I, I, these things escalate, I guess, from one to the next to the next. But um, I'm, I'm really just, and the desire of the practitioners that I've been talking to is that they want some oversight. They, they want some review where um, the same blunt stick, which is, appears to be being used no matter what the alleged offence or discrepancy is. And um, there's nobody there to say, hey, hang on a second. That's 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 a little. Have you considered, you know, just ringing and interviewing the the practitioner concerned, or or um or making making a phone call? I know, for instance, the Health and Disability Commissioner, because I've I've both um, been involved in a complaint, I've laid a complaint, and I've also um, been involved in training to be an expert witness for the HDC. They would um, write to all individuals of the accusation. And then um, they would get that feedback. That feedback would be shared with the other members of the that are involved, and there would be this this open, transparent discussion. Um, and that might then lead to, oh look, we've had a look. Um, everyone's given us our feedback, and here's our decision. Um, they might need to take that further, but not necessarily. That doesn't appear to be the modus operandi of the medical council. Now, um, I understand that, you know, I'm not trained in these things, um, but when the ombudsman can't do anything, and um, I'm not even sure if the Ministry of Health have any influence on the Medical Council, I, I guess they could write to them and say, we've, we've heard that this has been going on, but um, there's, there's no, it doesn't seem to be any... Um, any recourse in any any reflective um, feedback that the public can know what's being done and, and it's being done properly and that the very members of the organisation, I mean, doctors pay this this council just as I pay the pharmacy council, um, but we you're paying a fee not for you to be um, looked after or helped, but actually for the public 
to be supposedly protected. Now, again, I understand if you're an extreme outlier, then that's important. But when these things are, are being used on the spectrum of issues, I think there needs to be oversight. So your main beef, Mark, would, would perhaps be best summed up as saying, yes, the Medical Council has to exist, it has to oversee and regulate uh, medical practice in this country to ensure that standards are maintained, that doctors and and health practitioners are uh, of a very consistently high standard and that their behaviour with their patients is appropriate. But you believe that the MCNZ, the Medical Council of New Zealand, has has gone, has overreached. It's become nitpicking, and it is it is making life very difficult for many practitioners because of that overreach. Is is that a fair summary? That's a very fair summary. And WorkSafe New Zealand have a lens called the Mentally Healthy at Work lens, and it was that lens that I approached them because I saw these good doctors um, taking mental strain. Um, because of the uh, severity of action from the medical council. And again, there's nobody, there's no referee. There's nobody in there to just to, to adjudicate and say, actually, no, this is, no, you're a bit heavy-handed there. We need to, that, that needs to be dealt with a different way. Um, and there just seems to be, um, and the other, the other thing is some of these investigative techniques can have no end point they can just continue to investigate someone until they decide they no longer want to do that. Um, again, I, I, I see that as a bullying technique. Um, surely you get in, you get, you get it done, and then you get out and let them get on with it. If there's been an issue that needed to be dealt with, you find out the issue and you get on with it. You deal with this appropriately, not with this blunt stick that is turning my colleagues into um, scaredy cats who don't want to be in medicine anymore, and that is endangering the public. Indeed. So I see two uh, two, two, two moves forward here, uh, Mark. One, you want doctors who feel they are being bullied, who are being nitpicked by the medical council to make themselves known to you. But secondly, I think you'd like to see the medical council have an overseer, whether it be the ombudsman, whether it be another regulator to to regulate the regulators, if you if you see what I mean. So you're looking for mm. certainly another body at even the same level, just to to keep the medical council in check. Is 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 that uh, is that what you're looking for here? Yeah, I'm not sure about the model as to what would be the best, the most effective. But certainly, there needs to be, there needs to be someone that can have some form of clout. And if that is the ombudsman, or if that's, or if that's the Ministry of Health, or if it's the government, um, I don't, I don't care. Um, I, I think there just needs to be some effective review uh, that's not overly complex, um, where somebody can just make the call. To say, look, uh, I've, you're, you're out of line here. Um, this this needs to be reviewed, and, and you need to look at this uh, and do a better job. Um, with without 
without impacting on the individuals that um, need to be dealt with in a in a serious way. All right, Mark. Then so let's have a call to arms. If if doctors who hear this, doctors who hear this through through the grapevine, how do they get in touch with you to express their concerns and give their give their issues uh, some airing to you so that maybe you can you can take a case somewhere? Sure. So, you know, I appreciate that medical practitioners like the rest of us health practitioners are, are busy people. And so I've made it really simple for now. All I need uh, is for those good people to email me at staywellman, that's all one word, staywellman at gmail.com. They put in the subject heading MC bullying, and then they just need to put in their name, their scope of practice, and what part of New Zealand they're in. And for now, that's really all I need. Um, in terms of opening up the wounds of what's been going on for them, uh, that's that's for further down the track. And um, for now, I just need to have an idea of the numbers that we're dealing with, um, because then we get an idea of the of the scope of this, and then going forward, perhaps we can then explore that further. But for now, that's all I need. So staywellman at gmail.com, MC bullying in the subject line, the name, the scope of practice, and the part of New Zealand that they practice in. So not even the details of their issues at this stage. You can investigate that further down the track. Absolutely. Um, the other thing too, of course, I'm aware of is that we need to make sure that's done in an absolutely secure way. Uh, and also, in fact, it's none of my business per se. I don't need to um, know the, the details um, of this. You know, for, for me, I'm a member of the public and I'm just trying to get an idea of the scope. And that's, that's my primary aim of this exercise. Do you think you're putting your own reputation, your own business at risk here doing this, Mark? Absolutely not. Um, in fact, uh, you know, I, I should be, if I note that there is a, a crick in the system or a deficiency, uh, I actually have uh, a duty to bring that to the attention of those that uh, need to know. Um, I'm there to protect the public. Um, I've become aware of the situation. Part of me is I've always been a bit of a battler, a bit of a you know justice seeker. Um, but over and above that, um, you know, good people do good work. And um, if good people stand by and do nothing, um, I think they said that that's where evil resides. Um, and uh, I'm a good person. I've, I'm aware of these other good people. And I, I think we need to come to a place where um, the public's needs are looked after by allowing good people to get on and good, do good work. All right, Mark. Well, we'll see where this goes. And we should check in again in a couple of months' time just to see uh, what progress, what reaction you have had and how widespread this problem is. Mark Webster. I'd look forward to that, Peter. Yeah, Mark Webster, Christchurch pharmacist, uh, doing the good work, trying to find out how many GPs, medical practitioners around New Zealand, uh, are being bullied, for want of a better word, by the Medical Council for seemingly 
trivial issues. Nice talking to you, Mark, and best wishes with uh, Stay Well Man, and I hope that you do have plenty of patients, plenty of people that you consult who, who do stay well. That's what we want in this day and age, don't we? Oh, it's much easier to stay well than to get to be sick and get better. <laughs> All right. Nice talking to you, Mark. Thanks. Peter Williams from 1 o'clock on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Right now, free speech is under heavy attack in New Zealand, with the government constantly devising new ways to enforce censorship. To revive honest media and support RCR, join our Foundation Membership Club today. To learn more, visit realitycheck.radio slash members.